Hello. You are listening to En Her Element podcast, featuring Maria Elena Marroquin and Leo Cadia Chuafe. Enjoy the show. And I'm Mary Elena Mariquin. And we are back in town. Actually, mainly Marlena is back in town since you're the one. Uh, no, you're back in town too. Okay, yeah. Okay, like I was not the one who just like lived in Europe for three months, but I did have my own set of travels. You're like back in town actually. And I- I'm living back in this horrible country that should have been while I was gone. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things happen while you're gone, so. Legit. And like, I don't know, like- Roe v. Wade, and, like, apparently, also, like, there was this, and I'm very ignorant to this, so I feel really bad, but, like, the Congress also voted, was it Congress, or I think the Supreme Court, I was just overhearing a conversation with someone, like, Native Americans' rights, and, like, how, like, something else about Native Americans, and it happened all at the same time, so, like, Roe v. Wade's getting all this attention, but there's, like, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, again, Native Americans are always cast off to the side in their own country. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. And that's just me not hearing anything about that. But all at the same time, knowing the history of the U.S. and Native Americans, it's like, yeah, this adds up. Something is still happening. So, yeah, a lot of things happen when you're gone. But you're back. How does it feel? Any, any good aspects about being back? <laughs> I'm starting a new job. That's exciting. Um, I'm reunited with my fur baby. Nah, Jersey. Today he was giving me snuggles in bed, and um, I just really missed that. So it was just snuggles in bed with this little guy. So it was nice. Aww. Well, I came back from France. I had the time of my life. Um, it was my April love moment. It really was. It for like a week. All all the time you blanked. You blinked. <laughs> it was ten days. At one point, I was like talking to one of my roommates. I was like WhatsApping, voice messaging him, whatever. And I was like, "This is great. This spontaneous trip was a good idea." Because I actually, to be transparent, I was not intending to go to France this year. That was not part of the plan. But then after my breakup with my ex, I was just kind of like, you know, it'll be a good idea. France <laughs> and I yeah. did, so it was really good I enjoyed it and I just came back from New York seeing my college friends and yeah. then I went to South Dakota for work before France and then next month I'm going to Minneapolis and then nice. September so and it's crazy because like have you seen that meme of like I don't know what's wrong with my feet every time I do this and this I end up at the airport. That, that was me. That's been me this entire summer. And I love that. Like, you know, although I don't ever want to travel with you because all of your flights always get canceled. So I will, when I go to in August to my cruise, I will not be anywhere near you for a week. So that juju does not rub up on me. I, when, I, when I was going to Europe, my flight got delayed. Like to France, it got delayed. And then I, when I was... Coming back from New York, 
my flight got delayed again, canceled twice. So I'm really hoping when I fly to Minneapolis in August, nothing happens. I just go straight there and that's it. That yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. No, this is great. So uh, we've been talking about traveling. Is that is that our topic for the day? Uh, I'm so glad that you asked. I'm actually, <laughs> in all seriousness, our topic today is about like traveling. We kind of had like a little, in the show notes, we do have like a bit of like banter that we do, like we schedule in, but then the banter like really did turn out into talking in depth about all our travels. So it was Segway. Kind of, it was a great segue. Um, I'm trying to pull up my show notes and like, I have so many tabs open. Oh okay. my gosh, you're not cool and you don't have a split screen like I do already? Come on. I'm sorry. You're I'm better sorry. than I'm all sorted. Um, but today's episode, we want to talk about traveling. One, because why not? It's like summer and like because COVID restrictions, still like, I mean, COVID's still there, but like travel is really has been open really fully for the first time since the pandemic. So like, you're hearing about everyone and your mom, sister, brother, friend going on some sort of random trip, which is like great, but also talking about traveling as women of color, people of color traveling experience, uh, depending where you go can be different and traveling as a woman, depending where you go, like it's a very mm-hmm. different experience. So if you travel as a woman of color, bing, 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 mm-hmm. bing, bing, double whammy. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit like the like the traveling that we've done and I think like our experiences traveling as women of color and like I kind of want to talk about like domestically in the U.S. and then like internationally and I think it's interesting because like we've both lived in various places in the U.S. like I know for Mm -hmm. me like for instance like I come from the south now that I'm like travel to Atlanta like I from well I travel now but like I live in Atlanta but like living and going about day life in Atlanta was different than like in DC and like here as like a woman of color, for instance. So like talk about like where we've gone, our experiences, traveling abroad, a little bit like privilege yeah. and and all that. So, so I'm a little offended that in our show notes, you have all of these bullet points for me and I just have one bullet point, Europe. So, I'm a little offended, no. but I'm gonna let you have it. Wait, can I, can I, can I justify for a minute? So sure. the travels we did this summer, these, oh, I went okay. to South Dakota, France, New York. I go to Minnesota in August. You went to Europe, and I put only the content of Europe because you went to several places in Europe. So I was like, you know what? She went to Europe and several places. So I, so that is it. So really, that bullet point is like I sick. just, I just wanted to get under your skin because I can, and because I know how to rattle your cage, and you, and did. you gave me the reaction I wanted. So now we can proceed. I'm dead, but <laughs> I do want to let um, our well-traveled human being, and I'm well-traveled too, but the one who is- You are. You're very well-traveled. I mean, I yeah. I am. But, but I mean, the- like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to give the floor a bit to you because- um, Sorry, my um, my screen just went crazy. I know. But I, wanted, no, like, I was going to say the other well-traveled person. Um, I did kind of want to give you the floor first because um, talk about, like, Europe, however you want, specifically how yeah. that was like, and if you felt any, because I mean, you're not European, so one, you're traveling mm-hmm. as an American, so that's like different. But did you feel anything because you're a woman and you're Latina? Or so was it easy, easy? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that I 
uh, I think that a couple of things. One, I think that we live in a world where I've been traveling since I was six years old, like six years old, six months old, six months old, right? Like the first time I traveled. Right. And that's like, and that's why, like, my family is like, I porque te gusta viajar. Oh my gosh, why do you like to travel so much? Um, because I've literally been traveling since the moment I was like out of the womb. Like, it's like I was living outside, like, I've been living on airplanes longer than I lived in the womb. Like, <laughs> what do you expect? Um, so I think that I've gotten to the point where I'm, I would consider myself an expert traveler. And so, like, I know what to do, how to avoid, how to comport myself. Um, I know how to pack, right? Like, I avoid any of these potential encounters with TSA, right? Because I don't know how old you were during 9-11, but I still remember, like, people being able to go all the way into, like, the gate to say goodbye to their families. Did you ever remember that? Yeah, actually, I I was, mm, I forgot how old. I do remember 9-11, and I remember a little bit afterwards, like, there was a moment I, I went to France, and, like, I think I went somewhere, and my grandma was able to still come up with me, but this was a little soon after. Now, of right. course, so I, that was the one instant, but, yeah, I do I do know what you're talking about. Right. So, like, so, yeah, so I, I remember life before that. Um, I also know that I live in a world where I try to... I know how to pack, right? And, like, I think, like, traveling, like, a lot of the prep work, I leave it, right? Like, I don't, I bring a water bottle that's refillable. Like, I do all these little hacks to make sure, like, I don't want to get stopped by TSA because I know that I'm more likely to get stopped by TSA. Um, And so, and forget it if I travel with a male companion that's in my family or a significant other. Um, So... But yeah, so I think my biggest thing was like, because I've been so, I've been traveling for so long and so young, like, I just know, like, don't be loud, right? Like, don't, don't be a loud person. Um, If you're traveling in a group, make sure that all of your documents are in order, right? And it's just like, the more together I look, I think the less of an idea I give people to perhaps spontaneously check me i used air quotes does that make sense for you yeah no that makes sense it kind of like i feel a a little bit of this traveling episode i foresee is like talking about a lot of the idea of like growing like even now right but i think i talked about especially when i was younger like my mom being like and my dad being like hey get your shit together when we're in public because not because you're going to be like a foolish child, but because you're mm-hmm. going to be seen as like one way. And like, I yeah. think that's kind of a little bit like traveling too, a little bit. It's kind of like, you know, people of color. And then even within that, a certain demographic are going to be mm-hmm. more likely stopped than other people. Right. But in general, like your average, like white person is not going to be stopped by like TSA. But if someone mm-hmm. looks a little iffy and odd, however, if you're odd, however you describe whatever that means Mm -hmm. like like, stop and like that's not like a fun experience you even hear stories of people like going through tsa and doing all the right things they have the documents they took the belt out they all did this thing yeah like weirdly stopped and like not because like something like appeared on their person or on their luggage it's like yeah you look a little sus today you know yeah well and i remember like and this is the things that happened to me but i remember traveling with my grandfather and this was in june of 2011 
right? No, uh, no, sorry, June of 2012. So it was exactly almost a year after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 2001. I'm forgetting my, my name. My I'm forgetting my dates. 2001. So it was 2002. We went that summer to Puerto Rico, and my grandfather got stopped. My grandfather is a tall, dark, beautiful man. Um, and he got I stopped. And, right. And um, I told my grandma, I was like, what? And, like, my grandpa got put into a room, and we're, we haven't heard about my grandfather. And, like, you know, they're like, don't worry, ma'am, you're fine. He fit the profile description of a wanted terrorist. Right. And they were, yeah, right? And I'm just like, really? Like, this hardworking Latino who clearly, like, doesn't speak, you know, the language of the person that you're looking for. He barely speaks English, right? Like, so anyway, so, like, I get that, but I also know it's part of that, like, you behave yourself in public because you know that we have a microscope Mm -hmm. on top of us. So I think, like, that kind of sums up my experience um, in traveling. And I think um, I traveled to, to Spain, you know, on an airplane. Well, I traveled to Spain on a on a bus the way there because I wanted the experience of traveling on a bus because I had never had that experience in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know many of my peers who do. And I sat with an Indian man, and um, he was Indian. I knew he was Indian, and his companion was Pakistani. Mm-hmm. And um, and and their companions were all Muslims, and it was the middle of Ramadan, and it was just really like a a good mix of people. Um, and one of my companion, one of the people, companions, I guess, because we were together, but one of the girls in front of me was speaking French with a Spanish accent. And, um, I was speaking French with my broken ass English accent to communicate with her. Um, and then she started speaking Spanish and I was like, can we speak Spanish instead? She's like, oh, I thought you were American. And I was like, really? That's interesting. Um. But she was very offended at one point um, because this man, these men were, like, just taking a lot of space. And she was white, right? Like, she was a Spanish girl. She was a girl who was half Spanish and half French. And, like, I didn't have a problem traveling with these men who were taking up space and just had the same freedom we did to, to be in that space. But she felt bothered by them. Not by me, but by them. So it's, like, having, knowing that, when you assert your privilege, like sometimes it's like, Hey, they're not bothering anybody. They're fine. Right. And that, you know, yeah. So there's, I mean, there's things like that. And those, those, those are moments when you realize your privilege and say, okay, like how do I use this position of power that I have? But yeah. Hmm, interesting. I feel how like about you? My experience, so I'm going to go domestic and international. Domestic, I feel, will be interesting because, like, for work, so, oh, you're pointing at me. Oh, yeah, no, for domestic, I I mean, I didn't know we wanted to do domestic as well. I'll put that in the show notes. I know, but it's two different bullet points. <laughs> okay, okay, true. No, but, um, no, because I, I you, you remember, I traveled, I drove cross country twice. Yes. So, like, that's a whole nother bag See, of chips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Want to talk about that a little real quick? 
Do you want me to talk about it right now or next? No, talk talk about it right now. So you, since so, you didn't get to talk about domestic, this is interesting. Also, you drove. So, like, yeah. Is, yeah. So, talk about that. So, I travel domestically all the time. Like, I'll travel to New Jersey. I'll travel to, like, Chicago. Like, I, I love these little flights. And um, I used to travel for work a lot when I worked for the Boy Scouts, like, at least once a year. Um, and now not so much. Um, but I decided to drive cross country because this little fur baby that you see right here, um, he, um, he needed to stay in New Jersey, um, and we weren't going to pay. And well, anyway, long story short, we need to drive to New Jersey. Um, and I stopped. So the way to New Jersey, there's a couple of different ways you can take, but I took 70 and out of, so I, Kansas, then Missouri, then Illinois, then I, I, Iowa for a little moment. Um, then Ohio, um, then after Ohio, you have a little piece of, um, Indiana. I might be getting those two mixed up. Then you have, um, West Virginia, then Pennsylvania, and then you're in New Jersey. Um, and the halfway point to my final destination was, um, Ohio, just around Dayton, Ohio. Um, the first time I drove all the way through, I didn't stop. I stopped for gas and 20 minute naps and I made it in 24 hours. Um, I drove for exactly 24 hours. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Um, <laughs> so, and then, um, so when you do trips like that, you know what towns not to stop in um, yes. or what areas of towns not to stop in. So like I got really good at making sure that I always stopped at like a big gas station, never in like small gas stations. One, I'm a, I'm a woman traveling by herself. Um, and then two, I'm a woman of color traveling in States that still are sundown have still have sundown towns. And like, I think this is one of those rare instances where you kind of have a privilege and I'm using this word very loosely of being a woman and some people still like respect femininity to a certain extent and like want to protect women. Um, and I'm light enough that not that I'm passing cause I'm not, but I'm, I sound like this one. And then two, I have, you know, a sweet dog. So there's just like, Oh, this this poor little this woman. Yeah, this uh, innocent little girl that needs protecting, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't mind playing that card as long as you don't, you know, kill me or rape me or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, which is things that happen to people all the time. Like, that shouldn't be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. um, but so I knew, like, there were certain places where I'm like, oh, Jersey, we're just going to have to pee in the next town over. Right? Like, right. Um, because I knew that those laws existed there. And so, um, one of my biggest, I guess, tips for traveling, if you're going to drive through, through the country is like, know your rights, know when, you know, when to stop. And like the bigger, the better, like the bigger the stops are, the more well lit they are. Like that's, you know, just like safe, natural safety tips. Mm -hmm. Um, but then on the way back, something that, 
was important for me was that um, I wanted to stop. And so I stopped, but I researched, like, where my hotel was, like, where were the safety exits, right? Like, these things that I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody else checks because, like, I don't know this town. I don't know if things go sideways, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, like, I wanted to stop in Ohio. I'm probably more comfortable stopping in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't going to make it to Illinois. Like, it just was too late. Um, I got too late of a start. Mm-hmm. So... So, yeah, I would just say, like, driving through the country. Oh, I definitely got a lot of, like, big middle fingers because I have a big Puerto Rican flag hanging on my rearview mirror, um, which I contemplated taking off. But then I was also, like, what are they going to do, shoot me with their guns? And, yeah, as a matter of fact, that's what they can do. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I was like, oh, I mean... It's not the first time that has happened, so. Yeah, and there are times, like, in Missouri, I won't stop in Missouri. Like, I won't, I will stop in St. Louis, and I'll stop in Columbia, but I will not stop, I will not stop anywhere in Missouri. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Ohio is hit or miss, right? And so, um, but I'm also, you know, driving a nice car, right? I dress nicely, Another thing that I do when I'm traveling um, by myself is I wear a fake engagement ring. Um, And if someone comes up to me, whether I'm picking up something or whatever, I'll say like, oh, yeah, my husband's just uh, my husband's just coming back. And I like wave my left hand, you know, (laughs) just like, oh, look at this ring. My husband he's here. (laughs) Yeah. So those are just like things I've learned. Right. Like. I've never felt unsafe. I'm very lucky. I'm very naive because I've never felt unsafe because of my race or ethnicity or femininity when traveling. I think that that's always been something for me that's been very liberating because, like, I'm usually traveling to places where people look like me. So, like, I'm either traveling home to be in Puerto Rico or I'm traveling in Italy and in Europe, when I was traveling in Europe, like, people are just way more diverse there. Like, okay, yeah, like, you talk about... Everyone looks like... Everyone looks... Not everyone looks like everyone, but, like, there's so much diversity. Is like... Yeah, and, like... You know, yeah. I think that the United States, although they claim to be the mecca of, like, (laughs) diversity, um, they're much more homogenous than they think they are. (laughs) You know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. That makes sense. I feel for me, um, so the past couple months, I've been able to travel a lot more domestically because my job requires me to travel a lot. So, like, every month I'm, like, going somewhere new. And, like, my job, I do it within, like, the Midwest. So mm-hmm. it's going to be traveling to, like, Midwest states. So one, that's, like, really cool because, like, I moved to Kansas City three years ago. And so, like... I, like, know Kansas City, but, like, I don't know the rest of the Midwest. So, like, the rest of the Midwest. <laughs> so, this is, like, <laughs> look at me be funny. So, for me, this is, like, a great opportunity that I don't have to pay out of my pocket um, to see, right. like, the rest of the Midwest because, like, you know, I don't know much about it. But it is really intriguing <laughs> because, uh, so, for me, like, I like being in Kansas City, but... For me, it's it's. I mean, there's there's diversity in Kansas City. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's like there's a lot of, like black people in Kansas City, but compared to like 
being from and living in Atlanta and like living in like Washington DC for me Kansas City is a very white city so for me my not my caveat to living here but my thing is like oh I wish there was a lot more diversity I end up tending to like run and be within like white circles so something that's something like I kind of like little miss about being from living in the east coast so it was interesting to like say that because then I go further to like I went to like Iowa I went to Nebraska right I recently was in like South Dakota damn let me tell you they are white as white they are I will say uh, Sioux Falls actually has a huge Somali community so I do want to give a shout out to Sioux Falls for that and also they have really great food there but that's beside the point the point is it's like really 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 like white states and like Omaha, Lincoln, like Sioux Falls, like really white cities and Des Moines, Des Moines too, I went to Iowa. So for me, like when I travel, like already it makes me nervous when I just, if I'm not traveling just in my regular everyday life, it makes me nervous when I go into very uh, like white spaces just because mm. of my, like I clearly, and I'm a dark mm-hmm. too. I'm not even light by any means. So like already. I forget how dark you are until you mention it. But what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? Like, like yeah, you're dark. Yeah, you're black. Uh-huh. And yes, I mean, you're darker, dark. I suppose, but like I'm pretty dark. No, but you're. I mean, you are dark, but like to me, I'm just like. Well, also, I guess Ed's also pretty dark. Yes. Yeah. So like, I feel like you put like me and Ed. It's like ah, we're like the same. Yeah. Like, like I don't. I don't. Yeah. Like I'm so for you, totally you're just like, So for you, you're just like oh yeah, because you're with Ed. You know what I mean? That doesn't phase Yeah, you. maybe like, that's, yeah. Right, which makes sense, right? But, like, me realizing that and, like, already going to white spaces, that's something that, like, makes me nervous. So, on top of that, if I go to a, I guess, traditionally very white space in a place or say that I don't know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know Omaha, I don't know Lake, I don't know Des Moines, I don't know Sioux Falls. So, for me, it may, I, I, I do remember, so I'll say Sioux Falls because I was just there, like, recently, kind of, like, being very cautious of where I would like where like where I would go and how I would act because one I'm already mm-hmm. in a new city so right whenever you're in a new city you're a little nervous because you're like I don't know what's happening mm-hmm. in a new city but also at the same time I'm a very like dark person and like I'm I know that anything I do can make me look a certain way probably even more to a full extent if I'm not mm-hmm. like, in a new city which is like pretty like diverse you know what I mean so it's not like oh, mm-hmm. but like so I remember being like all right like I really gotta look together and I really gotta know what I'm doing because like and I will feel I was like nervous going to Sioux Falls because I mm-hmm. was just like will will this will this work out I was like really really nervous going yeah uh, but it kind of but it did I mean nothing happened to me and not say like right would but like I remember just being like Okay, here we go. But then I saw a bunch of like pride flags, and like somewhere inside, it was kind of a little like, okay, maybe they're, maybe they're like, maybe they're like social justice. Maybe they're like, no, you know what I mean? Like maybe like, which is not the same thing. I don't want to equate my blackness and like the LGBTQ community. But like seeing that was kind of like, okay, maybe like open minded. You know what I mean? Right. Well, there's you know that if nothing else, right? You know what you you have right as a person, right? who is in fight or flight, have identified a safe place. Yes. You know that because of what you've learned in the past, people who have a pride flag outside of their window are probably not hateful hateful assholes. Exactly. So therefore, you know, this might be a place where I can go to if I'm ever in a place of 
needing a safe place. Exactly, exactly. Which, which as fight or flight, your amygdala will do that. It will identify places that it considers itself safe. Exactly. And so this Damn. is going to be like, all right, I'm in this area. Look at us using our animal instincts. I know, right? Look at us. So at those moments, I'd be like, okay, like, maybe this is all right. But, like, I think the idea, though, of, like, still feeling, like, super nervous and being like, oh, I'm going to, like, stand out and, like, be weird. Which I will say, and, sp- and I was, I want to say this, I feel like some white people would be like, oh, but it's like if I went to, like, uh, like maybe as a white person to this certain community space or like in Europe, right? If you went, like if you, like as a white person, it's like different. Like I, what I'm trying to say is like, I feel like a white person can be like, oh, but if I go to a space where no one like looks like me, then like, oh, but I, if I go to Africa, I don't if I go to like, Africa. I won't feel this way. I'll be fine. No, it's different because whiteness traditionally has been deemed as like what we all want to and aspire to be. Like, I'll give you a perfect example of that. Actually, I'll give you a perfect example. So earlier this year, I was in Cameroon um, and my uh, and my my Thai family was there. My grandfather died. It's fine. He was 102. Let's not be sad. Um, but the point is that we were all there. Of course, my family is black. But one of my cousins, Manuela, is married to a white Frenchman. And at one point, we're all, the, three, the three of us were like chatting and like somebody came and like shook Manuela and Benoit's hand um, and they, they were conversing and then they left. And then I asked Manuel and Benoit, oh, do you know this guy? I mean, I don't know anybody. Like, you know what I mean? So this is all new to me. So I'm like, oh, do you know this guy? And Manuel's like, I have no idea who this man is. And then Benoit told me out of his mouth, he was like, people will just come up to me and like introduce themselves or like say something because I am white right and it's like because they think he's like this mm-hmm. rich important person influencer man benoit is your average joe in france okay he's yeah guy, but he's not anyone of importance mm-hmm. he's your average businessman you know yeah and i so- remember mm-hmm. oh go ahead i remember when i was in in india and um you knew i went to india right yes mm-hmm. yeah i was with a girl a friend of mine blonde hair blue eyes, beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. They would be like, Aka, you're not American. What do you mean? Aka, you don't have yellow hair. Aka means sister. Okay, this They'd is like, to you. Yeah. Oh, you don't have yellow hair. I was like, oh, no, but in America, everybody has different kinds of color hair. Like some of us have black hair like you, some of have black hair, you know, curly hair. No, no. All Americans have blue eyes and yellow hair. You're not American. Okay. I'm not about to fight with a, with a, toddler child right and it's like and we talk about the international but i will argue even like in the states too right we still have this idea of like whiteness as the esteem as what we want mm-hmm. to aspire to be so even if a white person went to like maybe like a predominantly minority space now i'm now i'll say if you're in the hood be careful because you know they will <laughs> if well in the hood i'm careful too shit right but like all that to say is like we have deemed this like you don't feel that same like oh my gosh, will I be discriminated? Would I be like looked at in a negative way? Because like we as a culture society have deemed like whiteness to be like the esteem of like what we want to be. So it is different, you know? So like that's kind of my experience domestically. And then like internationally, like being in Cameroon was like great because it was like, wow, 
all these black people look like me. Never have I felt so welcomed in one space. It was great. And then like in Europe, because I, I traveled because I have family in Europe. So Europe is the place I have traveled to the most. Really. Yeah. Um, that That is quite interesting because it's like I look like. So I am African descent. Yes, yes, yes. But that's this is a whole nother conversation. And this kind of goes into a little bit to like privilege, where I did kind of want to slightly get into of like, I am someone of the African diaspora, African descent. But in France, specifically, where my family lives, there is a lot of discrimination against uh, against Africans and people of African mm-hmm. descent, like Arabs. So North Africans, which are also Africans, but like Arabs and like Africans. So that's like a huge discrimination that they face and it's really interesting to be like i'll go into spaces and people will be like huh like they'll be like they'll like give me a look but as soon as i start talking you can tell and the way i act is like american and then they'll shift because like mm-hmm. oh this is an american so she's not like the rest. You're not arabic yep she's right. not and like, yeah. sudden, my status be going up yeah yeah just being like this mm-hmm. is very intriguing because i look I, I look cameroonian i am cameroonian but like i was born yeah, in the United States and have an american passport but as soon as they hear me talk that blue them, passport that, that blue passport, passport man let me tell you and it's an interesting thing of like it, it, it humbles me to think that because there are moments where i travel and i'm scared and I'm fearful but i also do have this privilege where mm-hmm. i have an american passport and i'm mm-hmm. an american and people mm-hmm. abroad see Americans differently than maybe mm-hmm. different other nationalities. So, yeah, something to be so, like. Mm-hmm. No, that's funny. So I didn't have the same thing with like color as you do, because like obviously, like I, in a group full of Hispanic people, like I'm somewhere in the middle, right? Like people mm-hmm. like in the winter, you're like, well, she's got really big hips, so maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, but like in the summertime, you're like, definitely she's Latina, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it's been the language, right? Like when I was in Italy, when I was in Italy, I spoke Italian. So mm-hmm. people thought I was Italian, mm-hmm. right? So like, I'm just going to see how easily I can sneak in the, the countries I've been in. Right. <laughs> just, you know, when I was in, in Italy. When I was in Italy and I lived there for a hot second. I lived there for a while. Um. People were like, oh, she's Italian, you know, like, oh, like the American, there's no American. She's Italian, you know, Southern Italy, like, right. same, yes, color, yes. same color hair. Like people are like, oh, yeah, Americana. yeah, yeah, you know, the, the Mexican, American girl. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but it was in Italy, in Italy, in Spain, when I first felt this like push that I was othered while traveling um, and it was because I, to their, to their, um, to their, you know, their side of the story is that I didn't know the difference between ser and estar. And I've been speaking Spanish my whole life and I've taught people the difference between ser and estar. Mm-hmm. So like, that's another thing, like people in other countries, like, especially if you're going into a Spanish speaking country, they're like, oh, you're American, so you don't know how to speak Spanish, right? And I'm like, mm, actually, I probably speak Spanish better than you. Right. Like, contrary to you. Because I actually know grammar. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, okay. So I speak two languages with perfect grammar. Um, how many languages do you speak? 
So, I mean, like that, I felt that. I don't know. That's and, I will say, I do want to share this story because I, because I have this, uh, this story, this, whenever I think about traveling as a black person, the story always gets me and this happened to me. So when I was living in France, because I used to live in France, um, I did uh, like part of my internship, I had it go with, there's like this Aramu's program. So it's like European exchange program. And I, me and my uh, coworker, we went to this like kind of it was a mini retreat conference type of situation there was like mm-hmm. other, like europeans um and it was really fun because we went to uh like austria and i got to meet all these europeans and i was the only american mm-hmm. so it was like really fun and i was like i'm just here because of my internship but what really got me is that there's uh like i think four or five eastern europeans and they had never seen a black person before. So they were, their jaws literally dropped when they saw me. And on top of that, I was American, so like double whammy yeah. here. And all the Western Europeans were just like, look, she looks like everybody else on the street. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? But like literally, they will come and like touch my hair. One girl asked Bitch, me, don't touch my hair. Right. One girl was like, how do you wear your makeup? I was like, girl, I use the same process you do, but it's brown. I was like, but like for her, it was like a wild. Yeah. And I remember going to Poland a couple months prior with uh some classmates and we're like three of the only black people there and like one of my classmates had like green eyes so on top of that all the polish people oh, were just yeah. like, <gasps> but i do remember this experience of going to this eramos like thing and i at some point i kind of got frustrated because i was just kind of like, mm-hmm. like what do you mean you have never like i don't get it and then one of the moderators who um, is from Bulgaria, but he's like, he was a very he's a very well traveled man. He was like, I know this like bothers you, I can see it, but he's like, but you have to like understand like where we come from. Like, there's nobody that looks like you, so for mm-hmm. them, it's like a mind blowing like experience. Yeah, and I was just like, <sighs> so I don't know. It kind of is one of those things where, as a person of color, right? Like, you're not t- going back and like you're not white, right? So like. Mm-hmm. So like already it's you're not white, so that's different. But as a person of color and as a dark person of color, I always mm-hmm. mention like my darkness because like there's colorism and that's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. But as, like, well, a- you know this is a daily conversation in my family and I'm yes. I curb that shit. Exactly. I curb that shit. Uh, goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm. So as a dark person yeah. of color, the travel experience is interesting because you really do walk into spaces where either the people who don't look like you, they already have a stereotype of you and you're seeing a different way. Like mm-hmm. dark people just, as as a society, we really have deemed like dark people who are dark, of any ethnicity, nationality, whatever, whatever you're from, like the darkest people as kind of on the bottom of the food chain a little bit. So like mm-hmm. when you go travel, like it's interesting to like combat that stereotype and combat that like mindset that we as a world have kind of made but also battling like, different cultures because different cultures go about that a little differently than others so i don't know it's it's quite it's it's quite interesting but i always say is like be safe out there do travel though do travel yeah don't not travel just, just be careful when you travel <laughs> Two things real quick while we wrap this up, because I do have to go to a board meeting. I know I'm back at my crazy busy schedule. Mm, she's back. And I wanna, I'm back. Um, but I want to get us back on this real quick. I want to say like two things real quick, and then we can kind of sign off. The first thing would be you have on your thing. You want to do tips and tricks for traveling, how to stay safe, how to get out of your cousin's zone, and how to explore like three rapid tips on, on, on how to do those things. Um, say yes to everything, but now be careful. Mm. Be careful to the yes. But I always say say yes to everything. 
because that's you just wanna... your motto in life huh that's just your motto in life yes when are you gonna have this experience again and mm-hmm. also i'm very big on like you have to experience life you have to go out of your com- there's a whole world outside of your own little world and i try mm. to tell people that and some people don't get that but we won't get mm-hmm. into that so say yes to everything um uh, try to try learn a little bit of the language if you can. Mm-hmm. Just some, some keywords. Hi, hello, can I have this? Pe- people love it, right? People love it when you try. Yeah. Um, I'd say yes to everything. That's your third one? So for me, I think it would be how to stay safe is always be aware of your surroundings. Like, don't have your head in your phone. Like, that sounds so stupid and so basic, but just, like, be aware of your surroundings. Um, even in the airport, just, like, people are fucking creepy. Um, number two is learn how to pack adequately. Um, maybe, maybe it's exploring on Pinterest and stuff like that. Maybe we can do some traveling tips on our Instagram page, like how yes. to pack. Oh, yes. I'm totally I, down for that because mm-hmm. I I know how to pack to a point where like TSA will ask, will look at me and they're like, oh wow, you pack well. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm fucking I'm a fucking pro, dude. Come at me, bro. And then number three, um, research and have so much fun. So, and then the last thing I wanted to ask you was rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Name all the countries you've been to. Oh my gosh. I've been to uh, Cameroon. I've been to France. I've been to Switzerland. I've been to Czech Republic. I've been to Austria. I've been to Poland. Uh, I've been to Ireland. Uh, I've been to Germany. Uh, uh, I've been to the Netherlands. Uh I, I'm missing. I'm missing France. Yes. Um, I think you've got more than me, but you went to more parts in Europe than I have. Yeah, I, I think that's that's all I can say. Ten. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's like ten or eleven. That's what I was. Ten. Mm-hmm. Ten. So I have. I have. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. Western oh, Italy, hemisphere first. Italy. That's eleven. Oh, okay, eleven. Yeah, Western hemisphere first. So I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico. I've been to El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala. Um, Brazil. Um, does Puerto Rico count as another country? Um, I'm gonna say. Are we yes counting for, it? Are I'm we gonna, counting I'm gonna say, it? I'm gonna say yes. I'm, I'm gonna say yes for this conversation. Because let me tell you. <laughs> yes. Puerto Rico. Um. Uh, Italy, France, the Netherlands. Um, Germany. Um. Belgium. Oh, I've been to Belgium too. That's twelve. Spain. Oh, um, India and Rwanda. Never mind. Just kidding. I've got fifteen. Okay, so we have twelve <laughs> and fifteen. We are. Well I forgot. Confident. I forgot Rwanda. Oh my heart. Yeah, Rwanda. Also, Hotel Rwanda. That was a great movie. I just want to say that. Sadly. I cried like a baby. Anyway, right. my dear, I have I have a board meeting in literally two minutes. Ooh. I know I'm so boring. Well, y'all, that was the, I, I I took your I took your thunder. That was it. <laughs> that was it. That was our episode. My name is Marilyn Americuin. Um, <laughs> until next time, stay hydrated, be kind, and take your vitamins. And remember to always come as you are and say yes to everything. Yeah. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>